Thank you for joining us on History FM Radio on LiveParanormal.com and History.fm. From paranormal to the unexplained history, it all happens here. Looking to enhance your radio experience? Participate in live interactive chat 24-7 with our radio show hosts and other like-minded people on www.liveparanormal.com, the only interactive social chat room supported by full interactive media. Stop by now and join in on the fun. Dana Workman from Haunted Highway on Sci-Fi, and you're listening to The Ghost Host, Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. Boom. This is Bill Murphy of Sci-Fi Channel's Fact or Fake Paranormal Files, and you're listening to The Ghost Host, Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. Hey everybody, this is Rex Williams, the medic from Destination Truth, and you're listening to the ghost host, Sophia, on LiveParanormal.com. This is True TV's haunting evidence investigator, Patrick Burns. And ghost huntress author, Marley Gibson. And you're, you're listening, listening to ghost, ghost host, Sophia Temporelli. Ian, Michael Perry. And we're here... Hello, we're here at the ghost host with Sophia Temporelli and Weekly Paranormal. Weekly, weekly at LiveParanormal.com. <laughs> this is Stefan Brigatti from Pacific Coast Paranormal, and you're listening to the ghost host, Sophia Temporelli, on LiveParanormal.com. She rocks. This is Christopher Sanders with My Ghost Story on Biography. You are listening to The Ghost Host with Sophia Tipparelli on LiveParanormal.com. Hi, this is Professor Lloyd Auerbach, parapsychologist, and you're listening to The Ghost Host with Sophia Tipparelli on LiveParanormal.com. This is author Alexandra Holzer. And you're listening to ghost host Sophia Temporelli. Hi, this is Jeff Belanger, host of 30 Odd Minutes, founder of GhostVillage.com, and author of lots of your favorite paranormal books. And you're listening to the ghost host, Sophia, on LiveParanormal.com. Boo! This is Nick Groff, executive producer of Ghost Adventures, the original documentary in Ghost Adventures, season 1 through 10, and executive producer of Ghost Stalkers, author of Chasing Spirits, the building of the Ghost Adventures crew, and founder of NickGroffTours.com. You are listening to the ghost host, Sophia Temporelli, on LiveParanormal.com. Tune in. Hey, this is Zach Bagans from Ghost Adventures, and you are listening to the ghost host, Sophia Temporilli, on LiveParanormal.com. Hey, everybody, this is Jeff Belanger, writer and researcher for Ghost Adventures. I'm an author, the writer, host, and producer of New England Legends, the television series, and the podcast. And I just love all things spooky, and I love that Sophia Temporelli has made it 10 years, a decade of broadcasting on LiveParanormal.com. Congratulations, that's an incredible accomplishment, and please stay spooky, Sophia. 
That's right. Congratulations, Sophia, on over 10 years of broadcasting here on LiveParanormal.com and History FM, and now on GhostHunting.com. So if you go to GhostHunting.com, there's also a it's a it's a offshoot of Live Paranormal too as well. So thank you, Rob Sirk, for providing this format each and every week. And to all of our moderators, thank you guys over the years for uh, uh, all your help when we had no internet feed and patching us through at live events. And also, happy 23rd birthday to the ghost host, Sophia Temporelli, here on Live Paranormal, as she just celebrated that this past week. And um, congratulations, Sophia, on all everything you're doing, all the help you've provided to people over the years. You've done a great job. And everyone, feel free to call into the show, 347-202-0316. That's 347-202-0316. As well, feel free to jump into the LiveParanormal.com chat room. It only takes a second to get an avatar and uh, sign in, and you're part of the LP family at that point. hope everyone's keeping safe out there. Today, we welcome Pacific Coast Haunts founder, manager, events coordinator, RTC box inventor, and LiveParanormal.com brother host, Rob Hernandez. Everyone visit ParanormalAwakening.com, GoldenStateHaunts.org, TheSuperCon.com, LiveParanormal.com, he's here as well, and uh, Twitter at PCHParanormal, and YouTube search The Para Awakening. Upcoming, we have uh, Pacific Coast Haunts. Uh, well, no, he's <laughs> on today. I have, you know, let me take that off of here. Pacific, uh, we have psychic Erica booser She's returning to the program, and also she's bringing with her paranormal researcher Valerie Shakespeare. That's going to be next. That's going to be on the uh, 26th. Also, we have a uh, Beyond Expo founder producer. Susan Bell, and she's going to be joined with author and broadcaster Travis Short. They have some big info they want to reveal and announce on this show. That's going to be on the 23rd, so you don't want to miss that. And we have other guests booking their spots, too, as well. So also like LiveParanormal.com uh, Facebook group page, but also to like the ghost host Sophia Temporelli on uh, LiveParanormal.com Facebook fan page just to learn about the guests as we learn of them real time. We will be posting them there. LiveParanormal.com, check out the membership page. They start, the memberships start as low as $2.99 a month, and Rob Sirk's great at rewarding the members here. So a lot of autographed books by some of your favorite paranormal authors and DVDs and things of that type. He's great at rewarding the members. Also, support LP vendors. Uh, so if you're getting grandma a millimeter for a birthday or anything like that, deal with the vendors here on LiveParanormal.com. They keep the lights on here. Also, too, as well, tonight, Live Paranormal here, we have 7 p.m. Eastern, Beyond the Screen and Ghost Light Radio, as well as monthly Mondays, Chip Coffee of A&E's Paranormal State, Psychic Kids, and now joining the cast of Kindred Spirits. He's here monthly Monday nights, as well as Ben Hansen, Amy Goodwin, David M. Roundtree, Stefan Brigatti, Andy and Michelle Kopic, Ken Gearhart, and many more on this network. Archive shows, if you miss anything, they're available as free MP4 iTunes downloads on the homepage of LiveParanormal.com. Let's bring on the host here. Let's see. Just trying to unmute her right now. There we go. It's loading. Well, congratulations, Sophia, on 10 years of broadcasting and happy 23rd birthday. Thank you. I can't believe it's already been 10 years and, you know, 10 years older. <laughs> you are doing a fantastic job. You have helped a lot of people over the years uh, through your show. So congratulations on that. Thank you. Yeah, it's been just a great experience on this show, and, you know, I'm so lucky to be able to talk to so many amazing guests throughout the years. 
So what do you do to celebrate? I, I know you're in there, you're gaming with all your buddies and stuff. Yeah. Um, I had Mexican food and I got donuts and, um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Um, the day before I talked to my friend, uh, the Chads and, uh, yeah, that's always fun. It's always a great time. Um, I actually talked to the stunt coordinator, um, from Friday the 13th where we get the Chads from and he said killing Chad was a lot of fun. And, um, so that, that was great. <laughs> We we didn't really agree with that. Yeah, Rick McCown, he's the coordinator, stunt coordinator on that video game. But, like, you guys, you you got an archery bow now. What else did you get for your birthday that kind of goes along with your bow? Yeah, I got a Doug Dimidome dagger because, you know, just living for the meme. Yeah, so people are probably actively Googling a Doug Dimidome dagger right now trying to figure out. I feel like Doug so. Dimidome's enough of an icon that he needs no Googling, you know? It's just Doug Dimidome, the owner of the Dimsdale Dimidome. Everyone, I feel like everyone knows. <laughs> he trended on Twitter. And his today. hat is like a knife? Yeah, yeah. So you remove that hat part, and then there's the dagger, and, and then Doug Dimidome's the handle. I got a fountain, too, so I don't just sound like I just go and hang out in the woods or something. <laughs> Yeah, you have a really cool giant fountain outside your room now, so you look out and you hear all this raging water flowing and everything. But you got you got the Twitters, Instagrams, all these things. Where can people find you? I'm on Twitter at Sophie Temporelli with one L and Instagram just at Sophie Temporelli. All right, tell us about your guest. Today we welcome Pacific Coast Haunts founder, manager, events coordinator, RTC box inventor, LiveCarnival.com brother host Rob Hernandez. Everyone visit ParanormalAwakening.com, GoldenStateHaunts.org, TheSuperCon.com, LiveParanormal.com, Twitter at PCHParanormal, YouTube, the, Par- the Para Awakening. Let's welcome Robin to the show. And he's a beloved family friend. Rob, welcome to the show. <laughs> hey, Sophia. Hey, Gian. How are you guys doing? Hey, hey good. Rob. Thank you so much for coming Thanks. on, Rob. How are you? Oh, I'm good, and congratulations on your 10-year anniversary and 23rd birthday. Thank you. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I got to spend your birthday with you on the Queen Mary a few years ago, which was a lot of fun. Um, it's it's yeah. just so great, you know, being able to get to hang out and get to know each other with the paranormal and without. Right. Yeah, yeah and I know that we're going to have to plan another another excursion sometime, you know, just family and hang out and Maybe go to Alcatraz or something. That would be a lot of fun. Oh, my God. Yeah. I would love that. I, I talked about that on your show, actually. Just, like, that's my dream is to go to Alcatraz because my parents were like, you're too young as a nine-year-old, which I, I think was – I feel very cheated still. Uh, well, we can make that happen. Uh, it would be a lot of fun. I, I, I just love that oh, cool. location. I've been a few times, so um, it, it's so much fun. It really does look like an amazing location. And, I mean, gamer to gamer, I have to know if Mob of the Dead is as accurate as it looks. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Fellow gamer. Um, The queen gamer, actually. (laughs) But, um, so, I mean, I have a quick little little story since we're on the subject of of, uh, Alcatraz. So, like, I went there for, um, we went on the last, uh, boat out to the island so um, mm-hmm. 
I kind of planned it that way so we can spend a little bit more time. So, you know, the, the groups, you know, you go as a big group and then you just break off on your own. So I'm walking around uh, with my video camera and camera. So uh, one of the rangers walked up to me and he said, are you a ghost hunter? And I just looked at him like, what are you talking about? And he goes, you kind of look like the type. And I just started laughing and I said, yeah. And uh, so we're standing there. I was looking up at Capone's cell, and uh, he looked up, and he goes, oh, I know where you want to go. And so he said, follow me. So we walked. He unlocked the gate, and we went. So he started going up the stairs, and he's like, come on. And I was like, really? He said, yeah, come on. So we walked up, and then we were walking along the catwalk, and people are like, "How how in the heck are they getting to go up there? So he walked yeah. us over to Capone's cell and opened it up, and he said, here, I'll give you like 15 minutes to hang out in here. And then he just shut the door behind us, and uh, so we got to do some EVP sessions and just hang out in the cell for like 15 minutes. Then he came over and got us, oh, and he wow. said, do you need a little bit more time? And I was like, no, we're ready. And so he walked us out. Then he kind of took us to some other hot spots, and he just said, here, you guys will be isolated here. So, yeah, it was kind of fun. Yeah, that's super cool of him. Um, Yeah, my parents caught a really uh, cool, like, ghost photo on Alcatraz and D-Block, I think. I wasn't there, so I wouldn't know, right, Dad? Oh, the infirmary. Yeah, Yeah, the infirmary. Um, But I think they stayed on D-Block. That's where I'm getting that from. But, yeah, uh, it was, like, a full-body apparition. So, I mean, it's just – it's an amazing location, I think, just – to be able to experience it. I mean, it's so unique. It's a floating prison. I mean, how often do you see those? I don't think very no, often exa- in general. No, exactly. So the funny thing is, is so after we walk down, um, you can kind of look between the cell blocks. Um, they have like a door. So, and it's just behind glass. Um, so it's just like a door with, you know, glass. So I was walking by there mm-hmm. and I, was, I snapped a picture and I snapped a few so I was reviewing the pictures, and I was like, um, look at this picture. I think I have it up on my website. Anyway, so I said, check out this picture. And they were like, what the heck? There's an apparition in that picture. Um, he's standing behind. It looks like a water heater and kind of like peeking around. Um, and you see half of his – you see his full head, but you only see like half of his body. Um, so, yeah, that was uh, pretty interesting an incredible location with so much history um i wonder too you know if there's just like a very photogenic ghost there if it's you know the same ghost or a different ghost that my parents captured and you captured right yeah it's it's pretty it's pretty crazy and the d block is is pretty intense also so i mean it is amazing that you were able to investigate alcatraz but can you tell the audience a little bit about how you kind of got your start in the paranormal and what led to this interest and fascination um so yeah so i started you know my first um experience i think i was about four or five and i mm-hmm. saw the hat man um you know and it kind of freaked me out and i ran i was in the restroom and i ran out and my mom's girlfriend said, you know, are you okay? And I said, yeah. And she said, my mom's like, what happened? I was like, nothing. And so um, they just asked me again. And I said, well, I saw a man um, and he had, was wearing a hat and he just looked like a big silhouette. And 
or like a shadow and then they're like, Oh, don't worry about that. You know, just watch TV. You know, it's nothing. It was nothing. And then I heard them talking about, Oh, see, he saw what I was telling you about the other night. Blah, blah. blah. I remember that conversation. So I kind of overheard what they were saying. So, um, and then ever since then, um, I was having a lot of experiences as a kid. So as I got older, I went to the Oliva Adobe and I was mm-hmm. in a wedding um, so I was about 12 at that time. So I was upstairs kind of exploring and I was peeking through one of the windows and I saw this woman dressed in all black. She was walking and then all of a sudden she turned and started walking towards me and I just like got scared and I ran down the stairs. So I was just like, everybody's like, where, do you, where are you running from? I was like, nothing. And I'm just like looking out like, okay, when's she going to come out? And nobody ever came out of that of that location so so wow um yeah so um and that was basically my start then after that um you know i turned 18 and um got to meet with a bunch of people some parapsychologists from ucla got to meet up with them and um yeah and then i just started investigating um at you know at, at a young age so been doing it ever since do you feel that you're psychic or, you know, kind of sensitive yeah. to seeing things? Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I was always in denial about about mm-hmm. my abilities. Um, and, you know, I've had a lot of other, of other psychics. Um, and now she's a mentor. She was telling me about 10 years ago because I was still in denial up to 10 years ago. Um, I knew I, ha- I was sensitive, but you know, I would just kind of downplay everything. Um, and people would say, are you a psychic? And I said, no, I, I don't consider myself anything. I know I'm sensitive, but that's all I would say. So, um, as and then so she kept on telling me, Rob, you need to open up. You need to just be honest with yourself. You need to, you know, don't hide your abilities. And, and I was like, yeah, okay. You know, I'd kind of like blow her off. And she said, mm-hmm. don't worry. You, Something's good. Some, some, you'll you'll figure it out. And here recently, I just had my full-on awakening. And it's ironic how I named, you know, something. My site's called Parawakening, and I full I fully had my awakening, and um, where I just had um, all my abilities just came came to fruition. I actually was looking in a – I went to go set up my new studio because I do a live a live stream every Wednesday and Saturday. So I set up my new studio, and I turned on my camera, turned everything on, and I'm looking in – so I turned on my software, my streaming software. The camera turns on. I'm looking at myself, and I have complete white hair. It's completely mm-hmm. white, and I have black hair. So I'm just, like, staring at myself. And it it looked like me, but it looked like an older me. So it freaked me out. I looked at the lights. Well, maybe it's just a lighting issue. So I re- I kind of walked out of of my studio, went into the house, and looked in the mirror. And I said, "Wait, why is you know I'm fine here?" So I went back in the studio, sat back down, and it was normal. And so I'm like, I called up my mentor told her what happened and she just said she was like silent and I said are you okay and she just said Rob if you only knew the smile that I have on my face right now because 
and then she said, "You, um, you tra- did a transfer uh, transfiguration, which it means like if you do like scrawling and looking in a black mirror, sometimes your face mm-hmm. will change. It will change into somebody else. It can, you know, you'll see other people in the mirror, things like that. But when you do a trans uh, transconfiguration, basically all of your features change. You basically change in a mirror." when you're looking at that. Um, not everybody has the ability to do that, but she said, yeah, you were looking at yourself into the future. And I was like, oh, my God, that was so weird. Um, you know, and it was just mind-blowing. But then also when that happened, there was other things that totally came about. Um, I started, you know, and that's when I just opened up with myself, look, this is what's really happening. You, you just have to accept it. And, uh, yeah, so there's other things. I mean, you know, I could do astro projection, meaning you have out-of-body experiences where you go outside of your body and you go to other locations. Um, there's another host on Live Paranormal that we kind of were doing a session, a remote ghost session or ghost box session, where people are on mm-hmm. location in Gettysburg. She was um, – I think she – was she in Gettysburg or she might have been somewhere else? Anyway, we kind of all of a sudden I just saw myself in this location that that Rob and Nikki were at, and I was describing it. And all of a sudden, I saw somebody else standing there, you know. And I looked over, and it was the other psychic that I know. So I said, so I was messaging her. I said, Hey, you know, are you? Did you? you know, remote view this location, this and that, and you can smell the smoke, you can do this. And then she goes, oh, my God. She was like, I was wondering who was wearing, like, Converse. And, <laughs> and I looked down, I was like, oh, my God, I have my Converse on. And she said that's the thing that she remembered. She goes, oh, my God. She said, you were there with me also, and I saw you wearing your Converse. And she said, I couldn't really make out who it was, but she said, I saw Converse, and I started laughing and how we both saw each other um, in this location doing a remote viewing at the same time. So that was really um, eye-opening. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's an amazing experience to have happen. I mean, especially, you know, starting out at such a young age and then being able to kind of come to terms with what you're seeing as you got older. Um, I know there's a lot of people that, currently, you know, specifically living in a pandemic, spending more time at home, may realize that they're living in a haunted house. Is there any advice you would give to someone, specifically, you know, young kids currently living in a haunted house? Um, Don't show fear. Um, That's one thing I preach on my show. That's one thing that I preach to people because, um, you know, entities will prey upon the – they can sense the fear. And they mm-hmm. will torment somebody that, you know, is showing the fear. Um, I've been on investigations where that has happened to where there was that one person that was scared. Um, and that person got basically touched. They got pushed. They got their hair pulled. You know, so they will torment you. It's almost like, you know, when they say, like, animals or dogs can sense fear, so can spirits. So if, you, yeah. if, if you're experiencing anything, too. just... Do not show fear. Yeah, it can be really hard, you know, at a young age going through something like that and just not knowing what to do. It can be very scary at times. 
Oh, yeah. Um, that's why I said, you know, at a young age when I was experiencing this, I mean, I was scared. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, and that's when almost like it was, I would almost get almost like not really attacked, but I would get tormented to where I had to leave the, the place or the location. I just had to get out of there and I wouldn't go back in because I was just that terrified. Yeah, I mean, it's great, though, that you were able to overcome that and still be an investigator. I know you also founded Pacific Coast Haunts. Can you tell us how that kind of came about and what inspired you to start Pacific Coast Haunts? Okay, so I used to have another group back in the, now I'm going to age myself, back in the early, in the late 80s, early 90s. um, It was called Mm -hmm. uh, Ventura County, um, Ventura County Ghost Hunters, I think. Anyway, um, so I started that, and there was only, like, three members, so there was only three of us, Um, but I would go out with, like I said, other parapsychologists and things like that, so um, it was myself, a psychic uh, or a medium, and one other person that was basically just there to document, so the three of us would go out to um, different homes, people that were um, were having issues, so we would go and and do, uh, you know, help them out with their issues or try to figure out what was happening. Um, and then later on, um, you know, I kind of took a break from the paranormal because I was moving around a lot, but I was still kind of doing a little bit of investigating here and there. Then I started, um, really wanted to get back into it, so that's when I met up with a bunch of people. We all were like-minded. We all and we all wanted to, you know, start up a team. So that's what we did. And um, yeah, so we we did that until I believe I disbanded the group. I think in 2016, maybe. And then then I was that's when I came on to Live Paranormal. And then. Um, then I started up, once I started doing the live streams, and that's when I started the Parawakening. And uh, the reason why I called it the Parawakening was I was just trying to help educate people and try to explain the paranormal the best I can. I'm not saying I'm an, I'm an expert. The only thing that I do talk about is my experiences uh, being in the paranormal and uh, the experiences that I've had. Um, and then the things that I have also experienced was being oppressed, um, being in a location. Um, I was just not in the correct state of mind, I want to say. I think I was going mm-hmm. through a lot of depression. So um, to fight that depression, I said, you know what, let's go. Because uh, I, was, I was facilitating uh, Lincoln Heights Jail at that time in L.A. Um, so I said, you know what, let's go to the jail. And just to try to get myself out of the depression and that was the worst mistake I've ever made in my life um, because I was so depressed I was so down um, and my I guess my guard was down and something attached themselves to me and then I became oppressed when you become oppressed it's scary um, you know you go through a lot of personal uh, personality changes you go through anger you go through severe depression um, you, you just your mood swings. You can be the happiest person, and somebody just comes up to you and starts talking to you, and all of a sudden you just snap, and then you're just like angry. You're just 
you know, basically have rage. And it just comes comes and goes like that. And so a couple of people real, uh, kind of told me, hey, you know what, you're, it sounds like you're, you know, you're suffering from oppression. I talked to somebody and she said, Rob, you see, you're not the same person. You're not the same Rob, she said, and you saw that change overnight. So she started um, talking to me about, about it more. And then so I finally reached out to somebody. They kind of helped me. It took, it took a while. It's not something that you can just get over overnight. It took a while. Um, like I said, I was oppressed for two years. I'm, that's a very scary thing to have happen. I'm glad that, you know, you were able to overcome that. Um, but I am sorry that you went through that, too. Yeah. So it's just something. This is why I said, you know, you can't show fear and you have to be in the correct state of mind. Um, you know, so I try to get that word out to everybody. I, I preach it on my show a lot. So I just like to get that word out. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's so important to, you know, make sure you're safe in all aspects of the paranormal, not just, you know, mentally and spiritually, but physically knowing that a location is actually safe to go into, but that you're also, you know, safe either with someone if it makes you feel better or just in the right headspace. You know, there's so many different aspects that really need to be looked at when investigating to make sure everything is, you know, okay to actually walk into. No, absolutely. And that's one thing, you know, and I think when it did happen, I was by myself because I was locking up the building. And I was, I always, I would always lock up and unlock the building with somebody. Um, And I was trying to get somebody to go with me and nobody wanted to go. Everybody was tired after it was a long night. And people were like, Rob, you've been here so many times. Why don't you just go? And I was like, fine, I'll just go by myself. And that's when it happened. Yeah, that, I mean, that's definitely, like, the hardest part of investigating is just making sure, you know, there's someone you trust and just making sure, you know, you're not vulnerable like that, you know, whether it's confirming something or just, you know, saying, hey, no, I saw what actually happened. It was this and be able to debunk it. It's just so important to have, you know, that person to rely on. Oh, no, absolutely. And this is why I always say at least have a partner, uh, like a, a buddy system. It's almost like when you go diving. You never go diving alone because yeah. if something happens, you know, you're going to, something's going to happen and you're going to, you know, you could die or drown um, if something does go wrong um, or drown and die, you know, because you didn't have that buddy system. And it's almost the same thing. You always want to have a buddy system just in case, you know, I mean, sometimes you're in locations and you can fall, you can sprain an ankle because it's dark, you know, some, some locations that we went to, even though it was, you know, bright, I mean, it was during the middle of the day, the, just the building didn't have any, any uh, electricity. So there was, you know, going down in the basement, it's pitch black. The only thing you have is a flashlight. So, you know, you could trip over something, fall, you know, that's why it's always good to have a buddy because even Though, you know, it's not only the entities that you're, you know, having to look out for, it's also the environment. Absolutely. And I know you also investigate with another investigator frequently or infrequently, Eric Van Leer. How did you two, you know, come together to do investigations? Um, I know you guys work really well together. So um, Eric and I were, Eric used to have a meetup group. 
Uh, so Meetup mm-hmm. used to be a platform. I don't even know if Meetup exists anymore, but Meetup used to be a website that had different um, different types of, of groups where you can go hiking, you could go cycling, you know, they have swimming groups. They have, you know, whatever you are interested in, there was always a group for you. Um, so uh, I saw Eric on there, and he was having a Meetup. So um, I signed up. We went to the Meetup. And basically, it was my first time meeting him, and we were going to do an investigation, and he just said, hey, Rob, I needed to talk to the, this person. And I said, you know, I'm like the newcomer here. Why are you having me do it? So I just took that on, and basically, we were just – I was asking all the questions and um, to, the, to the person that was hosting the, uh, the event. Um, and so I was, you know, finding out all, all the, we're doing like basically all the logistics and, and finding out all the information about the location, things like that. And then after that, Eric's like, Hey, you know, do you want to join my group? And I said, sure. We joined up, to, you know, and we started, uh, doing his group. And then basically after that, um, we kind of started up, that's when I started up PCA Tons. Um, so yeah, so that's basically mm-hmm. how how we met, and we've been friends now for I don't know. We met back in I think 2014, so yeah, about eight years or so. Yeah, you guys seem to work really well together. I mean, you have definitely some interesting Facebook interactions. Um, so it's always great oh, to yeah. see you guys just work together and interact because it's definitely it's always fun to just watch you two. Yeah, he's he's like a little brother to me. So, you know, I'm like the big brother harassing the little brother all the time and just, you know, <laughs> busting his chops and, you know, whatever. But that's just the, the relationship that we have, so. Yeah, and it works great. And that's, like, the incredible thing is just, you know, finding someone that you work so well with, um, which is always just really nice. And especially in the paranormal, um, it can be just a hard place to, you know, find someone you really click with. So um, I'm happy yeah, for you and, guys. And it's, that's just with me. And I think because I'm such a people person, um, I have met mm-hmm. so many people over the years. And I mean, you know, you and your family, you know, we become, you know, pretty close and it's just, I build all these relationships and, and they're, they're so meaningful and, you know, I like to keep those relationships going because, you know, it, I think life is short and there, people come into your lives for a reason. That's what I always believe. Yeah. So, you know, and then so you make the best of every situation. You know, I know people come and go out of your lives. Things happen. There's some disagreements, whatever. But sometimes those disagreements are just something really dumb that could be worked out. But some people, you know, don't work out their issues and, you know, you just, you know, I guess start, I guess the the relationships just, you know, disband. And I try not to do that with everybody that I meet. I just try to keep them, you know, close to my heart. And, you know, like I said, people come into your lives for a reason. Absolutely. Um, I do know we have to take a quick commercial break, though, but we'll be right back with more questions. It's the Ghost Host Show with Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. Our guest today, Pacific Coast Haunts founder, manager, events coordinator, RTC box inventor, 
and LiveParanormal.com brother host Rob Hernandez. Everyone, uh, visit ParanormalAwakening.com, GoldenStateHaunts.org, TheSuperCon.com, and of course right here on Live Paranormal, and as well Twitter at PCH Paranormal, and YouTube search The Paraawakening. The Ghost Host Show went towards a late edition of the show, and we'll be right back. Hi, this is Dustin Perry, the Paranormal Rockstar, and you're listening to The Ghost Host with the most, Sophia Temporelli, only on LiveParanormal.com. Joining us on History FM Radio on LiveParanormal.com and History.fm. From paranormal to the unexplained history, it all happens here. Looking to enhance your radio experience? Participate in live interactive chat 24-7 with our radio show hosts and other like-minded people on www.liveparanormal.com. The only interactive social chat room supported by full interactive media. Stop by now and join in on the fun. Hey, this is Zach Bagans from Ghost Adventures, and you are listening to the ghost host, Sophia Temporilli, on LiveParanormal.com. Not only am I Dave Schrader, but I'm Dave Schrader of Travel Channel's The Holzer Files. And you're listening to <laughs> Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. I feel left out. I wanted to throw myself all- into your mix of, of voiceovers now. <laughs> I love it. You know, uh, it's almost like we didn't leave break. <laughs> oh, poor Dave. Left out of the audio bites there. Bring in Rob and Sophia back into the show. And also check out GhostHunting.com. That's also part of Live Paranormal. Dot com as well and everybody okay finally got you guys unmuted okay hey rob thank you again so much for coming on today oh thanks for having me it's been you know i always love coming on your show well we always love having you on and you know speaking of things that we love i know you love to invent new equipment in the field and you've actually created you know some pretty cool you know pieces of equipment for people to use while investigating can you tell everyone a little bit about that and you know how that all started for you to actually create new equipment so you know as as everybody else um you know i would spend quite a bit of money on different pieces of equipment um and then I kind of figured out, you know, how to design and how to build some some equipment. So, you know, I started doing it on – that's what started my YouTube channel. So I was doing how-to videos. Um, I was mm-hmm. showing people basically, here, this is how you can build a REM pod. Here, this is a cheaper way out of uh, of using, you know, buying a, a EMF detector. Um, you know, if you want to – you know, use something to detect static electricity is a unit that you can buy for like 12 bucks, you know. So I was, I was kind of showing people how to save money because you don't have to spend a lot of money on equipment. Um, you know, I've come from the old school where I've had the best luck just walking around, 
with a pad of paper, a pencil, um, a compass, and a recorder and a camera. Those are the, the things that I started using. And if you look at my bag today, that's what I use. I don't use any other equipment. Mm-hmm. I use my body. I use, um, you know, a compass if I feel like there's some type of, of electricity or sometimes I'll even carry a static detector because when you walk through something, it feels like you walk through spider webs. Your hair standing up on end. What that is is it's a static electricity. So there's like static discharge in the area or in the environment. So if you're carrying a static detector, it's going to start going off. And the way that I found this out was I was doing EVP session one time in a basement, and I was kind of like, kind of like pacing back and forth doing a, a, a session. All of a sudden, I walked through. <clears throat> like I said, it felt like spider webs, and at that same time, my 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 static detector started going off. My hair was standing up on end, and so I went back and reviewed um, my my recording that I just did at that particular point in time, and I got the most incredible uh, Class A EVP, and it was a it was a woman saying, "I'm here. I need your help." And the funny thing is, mm-hmm. is Eric would always get on me because I would always say, I would always say this, and I don't suggest anybody else doing this. I've been doing it for long enough. I protect myself. I'm not afraid, if anything. So I would always say, if there's anybody here that needs my help, you know, you can touch me. You can use your energy to, to you know, show yourself or, you know, whatever you need to do, you can use me as, as a conduit to communicate and it would always freak people out. I can't believe that you're opening yourself up to that, this and that. And I said, but have you seen me get attacked when I, you know, when I'm in the correct state of mind, when, you know, when, when I do this, what happens? And they said, Oh, we always get like incredible evidence or we always, something always happens. And I said, exactly. So, um, you know, and like mm-hmm. I said, I don't, I do not suggest anybody do that. Um, unless they're very comfortable in doing that, but there's always a chance that something can happen. So, uh, so then I just started trusting my intuition. So this is why I started, I stopped carrying around equipment. Um, so I started following my gut and my intuition. So during investigations, I would always start walking and then I'll say, Hey, there's somebody behind us, take a picture. And they would take a picture and they would catch, capture like a shadow. They would capture a mist forming and not only one picture, they would take several pictures. So in one picture, there would be like somebody standing there. Then that, that object would have moved down, let's say three feet. And then all of a sudden it was gone. Um, another time, it was myself, Eric, and another friend of ours. We went down to a location in Camarillo. That's all I'm going to say. Um, mm-hmm. And we were walking, and all of a sudden, I just felt – I always get, like, this weird feeling. It's almost like when you start getting anxiety. So that's the only way that I can describe it. I started getting the anxiety, and I was like, okay, where is that coming from? And I looked down the hall, and there was a little boy standing, like, peeking out around the corner. So I just stood there, 
and I'm sitting there watching. And that, at that time, I didn't have any equipment. I mean, we just went. We were basically doing urban exploring, and I think I only had my phone. I tried to take some pictures, but it was just too dark. Um, and you could see him, like, moving in and out like a shadow. But I can see how tall he was, and the way that I felt him was I felt this a little boy. It's just because of my abilities. So we – so they were like, Rob, what are you looking at? And I said, there's a little boy standing right there. And I was like, come here. You can see him. And then they're looking. They're like, oh, my God, there is somebody there. And then all of a sudden – so I started walking towards him. He was gone. Mm-hmm. So we walked past where he was. We went into another part of the, of the building, and the only way back was the door we just came out of. So we were gone for maybe 10 minutes. And so we went back to where we just came from. I walk in, and there was a Fisher-Price telephone sitting right where he was standing. And I just stopped. And my buddy, one of my other buddies, looked, and he goes, where did that telephone come from? And I said, why do you think I just stopped? And then they were like, there's nobody else here. We would have heard people talking because it's it's an empty building. There's a, even when somebody comes in, sometimes you'll hear a door shut um, if somebody else comes in, uh, just the way that the location is. So we're like, there was nobody else here. And I said, exactly. So we went back, um, and I picked up the phone. I took it with me. Um, and so we went back to that location two weeks later. I took the phone back with me. I set it down, and I said, and this time I took a recorder, I took a flashlight, and I said, we're going to do a ghost. Oh, and I brought a ghost box and a recorder. So we started doing a ghost box session, and so I said, so is a little boy here, and did you put down this telephone? And he said, yes. Do the ghost box. He came through, and he said, yes. And then we said, so what's your name? And then we heard a female come through, and she said, leave him alone. Um, we're like, like, oh, and then we said, so who's a female? And she said, I'm the head nurse. And we're like, oh my God. And it was a hospital at that time. It was a mental hospital. So anyway, so we got those responses and we were just blown away. So we got the validation. There was a little boy there. I mean, that's an incredible experience to have happen, um, especially, yeah. you know, something that's so confirming and concrete like that. Right. So, also, yeah, I, mean, yeah, that's I commend you. Oh, so, go ahead. No, I just said, so, you know, when, when I do investigations, I have to get compelling ev- evidence like that, that, that uh, validates our experience. Because sometimes mm-hmm. I'm just like, ah, oh, it's just a coincidence. You know, because there's so many things that could be coincidental. So a lot of times if I get something that's just coincidental, I kind of throw it out. I just kind of ignore it. But I'm always looking for solid, concrete validation whenever I do an investigation. Absolutely. And I commend you, too, on being able to, you know, build equipment and, you know, post tutorials for it because I definitely would electrocute myself. So, I mean, (laughs) being able to have that skill is definitely impressive. Well, the worst thing that can happen is you'll, you know, you'll ruin a board by soldering or you'll burn yourself with a soldering iron. That's pretty much the worst thing Mm -hmm. that can happen. Or you might plug something in. No, it definitely happens. (laughs) 
That would definitely happen to me. I'm very accident prone. So, right. Um, yeah, I would probably leave it with my hand looking a little similar to Freddy Krueger. So I. <laughs> um, but I know you also posted recently about the Lincoln Heights County Jail opening back up and tour information too. Do you want to tell the audience a little bit about that? Well, that that was an old 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 post. That was like six. Mm-hmm. Um, so now. Um, you know, the the sad part is I got a phone call back in, I think that that post was from 2016. Um, I got a phone call. I had a couple of groups that I had scheduled to, because I was a facilitator for that location. Um, so I would host anything to do with the paranormal. They would have to go through me. Um, if they wanted an investigation or do, do a tour, they would have to call me. I would set it up mm-hmm. and then I would meet them and meet with the with the um I guess the facilitators coordinator. So she would have to, you know, unlock the building or give me the key and then I would go in and unlock the jail. And then I would get tours. Mm-hmm. So but back in this was in July of two thousand sixteen, I get a phone call um from the person and she said, Rob, the jail is condemned. And this was on a Thursday, and yeah. I had the investigation set up for that Saturday. And she said, unfortunately, we're getting evicted out of the building. Uh, we have to be out by tomorrow. And I said, can I go down there one last time? She said, you better get down here like today, and today's going to be your last last chance to get in because they are locking up the jet. They're changing all of the locks. So they just had padlocks. So she said, we won't have access to those padlocks. Um, mm-hmm. so unfortunately I couldn't make it down there because it was just so last minute that, yeah, I didn't get to go back one last time. Wow. But I, mean, I don't know what, yeah, really... what the city is doing with it yet. So. Yeah. It sucks to see, you know, buildings in disrepair like that, you know, when they get condemned, it's, it's hard because they just sit there and, you know, people want to explore it, but it's not safe. Um, yeah, so, it, it I was mean, condemned because sucks... of a, a it was condemned because of asbestos. Yeah, which is definitely not. No one wants asbestos. Um, right. So, I mean, hopefully they're able to do something with it at some point and, you know, you're able to go back to the jail. Um, I know we're coming towards the end of the show, though. Um, so, you know, really quickly, where would you like to investigate the most in the world and why? You know, the most incredible locations or city I've ever been to is Edinburgh, Scotland. I would love to go back mm-hmm. um, because there was so much that I got, I'd missed and I would so love to go back there. That's like the place that I totally want to go back to. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Europe and England and Scotland, Ireland, all of those places have so much history and just look like such right. incredible places to not only visit, but actually be able to investigate and kind of immerse yourself with that history in real time. Yeah, I got to explore the tunnels by myself. Um, mm-hmm. So that was uh, that was pretty interesting. Um, and are there any, you know, websites, upcoming interviews or events that you would like to mention or radio shows? Um, yeah, if if you want to catch my live streams, they're on Live Paranormal uh, on Facebook. Uh, or the Pair Awakening on Facebook, or uh, yeah, uh, or on the Pair Awakening on on YouTube. Um, I have 
I have all of my archives on YouTube, so if you want to check them out, just go to the Pair Awakening on YouTube, and you'll find my videos. You know, you have such an amazing radio show, and, you know, you do so much amazing work, so everyone definitely go check Rob out, and I want to thank you again so much for coming on today. It's been great talking to you, as always. Oh, thanks for having me on, Sophia and Gian. It was, uh, it's always a pleasure to come on and see you guys. We'll have to get together soon. Absolutely. Definitely, Rob. Thank you so much. But thank you again, and I hope you have a great rest of your weekend. Oh, you too. And see you guys later. Let's work that out. Thanks, Rob. Uh, Thanks so much. Fantastic show today, Sophia. Definitely. Rob is such a great guest, as always. I want to thank you all for listening. The show definitely not be possible without all of you, and I will talk to you guys again next week. Bye. Again, the Ghost Host Show with Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. Everyone, uh, for Rob Hernandez officials, everyone visit ParanormalAwakening.com, as you mentioned, ParanormalAwakening.com, GoldenStateHaunts.org, TheSuperCon.com, LiveParanormal.com, as you mentioned, too, the LiveParanormal.com live stream with Rob Hernandez as well. Uh, Go to the site for details, uh, Twitter at PCHParanormal, and YouTube search The Para-Awakening. Coming up, we have uh, psychic Erica Busserhain and the paranormal researcher Valerie Shakespeare will be joining her on the 26th coming up, so just in a few days. And Beyond, Para- uh, Beyond Expo founder, producer Susan Bell will be on the program and joined with author and broadcaster Travis Short. That will be on uh, the 23rd of uh, April. We have other people securing their dates as well, so... Like the ghost host Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com as we learn of the guests uh, real time. The ghost host show with Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. We'll see you next week. Hi, this is Debbie and Sion Ghost Adventures. You're listening to The Ghost Host with your host, Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. God bless you all. Thank you for joining us on History FM Radio on LiveParanormal.com and History.fm. From paranormal to the unexplained history, it all happens here. Looking to enhance your radio experience? Participate in live interactive chat 24-7 with our radio show hosts and other like-minded people on www.liveparanormal.com. The only interactive social chat room supported by full interactive media. Stop by now and join in on the fun. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.